morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Next Chapter Podcast. I am joined with three people today. We have all mics maxed out, maxed, maxed out, maxed out. And um, <laughs> it's going to be a really exciting episode. Um, Sam and Laura are joining us again on the podcast, which is outstanding. Um, I just mentioned them. This was like a very last minute thing this week to get everybody together. Um, but we also have Sydney, who we mentioned in the last chapter was starting and here she is she's on the podcast so welcome sydney (laughs) um sydney it's it's you started this week right tuesday tuesday Uh, so i put on here like it's almost been a week so you're getting through it but what better introduction than to just jump into a podcast and talk to ten thousand plus patrons we're sorry (laughs) (laughs) the face lit up for all of the earphones listeners her eyes just about tripled in size yes exactly so um becca's not here today we mentioned her in the last chapter as well but becca's been here uh not quite a month not quite a month but we're getting there i Mm -hmm. I had put almost a month on here so um two new programmers which is great and just really excited to have you on today sydney so um welcome to chapter three we're gonna go through sam's got some like valentine's day picks and anti-love uh picks that are actually on bookmarks that we have at our uptown library um for this valentine's day weekend and then laura and sydney have some book picks that they're gonna talk to you guys through so whoever wants to go first Sam, you want to start us off with all the the feeling the love or not feeling the love? Well, it's not really not feeling the love. Is there's little to no romance in the books. Yeah. So, but the first one on our well, one of the ones on the side of the of love <laughs> is called "I'll Be I'll Be the One" by Lila Lee. Um, really, really good if you're into K-pop. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really really popular with our teens not too long ago it's actually about a girl who was considered plus size who wants to compete in a k-pop competition so she goes in for dancing and singing she wants to be all around but you know there's at least one judge who's definitely judging her for things that she shouldn't be judged for yeah the stigma <laughs> yep and then there's some romance in there with a, a like a drama star or something who's trying to cross over to k-pop so it's a really fun read i think i read it in two days and it was so you've got a young adult pop star k-pop uh-huh. romance with drama yes i'll sign me up yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really fun that I sounds think... like the best thing ever <laughs> so yeah that's a really really fun one awesome mm. As you guys know, I like to do um, just like a little bit of research. For me as a reader, I like seeing reviews um, and then judging whether I want to read that book or not. Very much like people do for movies as well. Um, Just kind of see what critics have to say. And to be fair, when you look at Goodreads or you look at IMDb or you look at all these different places, there are people out there with an agenda who are like going to say this book is bad and blah, blah, blah. But um, occasionally um, are most books that every time you guys or Sue chooses, like there's always like four and a half stars out of five, which I find impressive. Like I'm waiting for the one book you guys are like, this is so great. And I go on Goodreads and it's like one star, but <laughs> we haven't hit that yet. No, so. if you ask a librarian for a book review, you're going to get a four star book. Yeah. Now a fun idea for a future podcast is one star reviews. We should do that. Oh man. Those are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I always go to Goodreads and I've got three different reviews for their books today. Zoe from Goodreads says, um, and this is for I'll Be the One by Lila Lee. Um, it's a uplifting, heartwarming, inspiring, uh, and so much fun to read. It was everything I expected from it and more. The main character was so confident, and it was really inspiring to read from her perspective. Yeah. That seems like a good way of putting it. Like, it's a feel-good, but it's still realistic. Yeah. Yeah, you could still relate to her, even yeah. if you're not going to go and compete and be a pop star or K-pop star. <laughs> Nobody wants to see me do that. <laughs> I do. I actually do. Yeah, we all do. I think that might be an idea for opening day at Although our library. You might Not be a dark happen. K-pop star. <laughs> K-pop Laura. With your little skeleton buddies dancing behind Bet. you. Yes. Yep. All right. Game. Cool. Uh, for a book with uh, less or no romance, little to no romance, uh, one I put on there is called Jacoby by William Ritter. Uh, and... It is very much Sherlock Holmes and John Watson, except for John Watson. Character is played by a girl. Um, and it's has the supernatural element where he is solving things that have to do with the deceased. Oh, very cool. So he sees ghosts and he lives in a house with a ghost. So it's been a little while since I read it, but I remember enjoying it and getting through it pretty quick. <laughs> 
Sam, you're not decreasing my to be red pile at all. <laughs> it's a series too. Oh. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to take some vacation time soon. Yeah. You probably got a few days of that. Yeah. Just a few. Just a few. I think your next vacation is the rock show. <laughs> it is. It is. It's totally the rock show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm still working through my last book. It's still available at the library, by the way. Mm. Is there a hold, like, massive queue for it? I actually got the Cedar Rapids copy, oh, okay. and the Marion copy is on the shelf. Wow. I know. There you go. I was really excited. I know it. we talked about it last time, but it's, like, so many books that we talk about recently or new releases are, like, TikTok books. We're going to start. Everybody says there's, like, TikTok songs, you know, that you can't say, oh, I like this song anymore. Everybody's like, that's a TikTok song. Uh -huh. So it's like now you got, like, TikTok books. Um but yeah, I was trying to uh, pick up a book for my wife the other day, and it was like, she was like Q32. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to be available for like a year, okay? <laughs> you might as well, if you want it now, you just need to buy it. But I Check talked to, Hoopla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, I went on to Libby today, and I was going to check out a book, and um, it's a TikTok book, and it was like 19 weeks until you can check it out. I was like, yep. oh my God, so. Yeah, it's the new viral trend. Right? It's crazy. Luckily, my books are a little older, so there won't be a long hold list for them. Yes, that's the joy of finding, like, the dusty favorites, like, mm -hmm. the ones that are sleeper hits. Because it's like nobody knows how good it is, so you got a real good shot at going and grabbing it. Well, I'm trying to remember the book that's, like, viral right now. It has a green cover. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Blaine, you should know better I should than this. know better. You have to so, have at so, least a description of what the book is. I want to say something in the wives. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's, <laughs> you know what? I could find it probably on my phone real quick, but it, nonetheless, it came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. And this oh, is what. Oh, is it that um, the seven. Yes. Oh. Husbands of, or seven. Yeah. Of something Hugo or yes. something like that. Yes. Evelyn Hugo. There yeah. you go. Yeah, exactly. And Thank it's like you. my wife has it on hold and she's like number 32. And I talked, I was like, okay, well, whatever. Sue was talking to me about it like last week. And she's like, you know what? She's like, when cues get that long, I just buy it. And Sue is, she just goes to Barnes and Noble like after work and buys so many books. I'm like, you work at a library. Why do you buy so many books? But I won't get into that topic. Yeah, um, everybody has a vice. I know. We know that Sue's is her to be red pile. Yeah. I just, think her working at BNN does not help the cause. Oh, not so. at all. Not at all. Just yeah. because you work in a library doesn't mean you don't buy books. That's true. Half price no. books is a really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not good. Thing. So Lauren's getting um, Sue's copy when she's done oh, reading good. it personally. Cause I think uh, she's going to get it before her cue comes up. So oh, nice. just crazy. Crazy. So Gotta love it. Sydney, do you want to do your young adult book? Sure. So this book is a January new release. It is At the End of Everything by Mariek Nijkamp. And this is a post-apocalyptic sort of book uh, about a bunch of teenagers, uh, juvenile delinquents at the Hope Juvenile Treatment Center. And so the book really takes off when the guards at the treatment center start acting weird and then they disappear, and the teens decide that they're going to break out of the treatment center. And once they do, they find that there is a disease everywhere, and the group is stuck there, but nobody's there to take care of them. Mm. And it's a survival of wits, you know, oh battle, battle against we can't go anywhere. And I thought this was really interesting because... Um, Sam's stealing Sam's it. like, let me see this for a second. <laughs> Given Sam, our Sam lived experience dystopian. within the last two years, disease can't go anywhere. I guess it could have been worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just it's a different uh, thing than this author has put out before. Uh, the last one, I believe, was the that I remember is the this is where it ends. I think. I think you're right because I feel like I was hearing something or like reading something through each review where people were saying it's a different style from what that person's put out. Because that in the one past. was more of a realistic kind of thing than that one is. That one's definitely more of a sci-fi. Yeah, because oh, this one posture. touches on the plague, mm -hmm. which isn't directly like COVID, but it's there's similar pieces throughout the book that relate to kind of what we've been going through for the past two years. If I read that correctly in reviews, right? Yeah. It it kind of sounds like also the uh, the darkest minds. Oh, I love the darkest minds. Alexa Bracken or something mm -hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. those are Alexander so great. or something. Oh yeah, there you go. That is a fabulous book series. I got all the way to the end except for the very last one. I haven't read that one yet. Quitter. 
<laughs> um, Kate from Goodreads says, um, at the end of everything is a heart pounding and gripping story of resilience and strength of those forgotten and overlooked. So Very sounds, good. it sounds really interesting to read. Um, I don't know what the cue hold on is, is on that, but again, as we talk about these books, they seem to go quick. Get at the top of the trend now. Yep. Exactly. Well, unless you were taking that one home with you now, I'm pretty sure it's going to be available at the library today. <laughs> Ooh, tough call. Ooh. <laughs> Run, <laughs> don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I'll leave it for now. I checked three out this morning. Okay. Yeah. I have a stack of like 10 at home that I haven't even looked at in yeah. a week. <laughs> <laughs> I did finish my book, though. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Something so good about checking it off your TV red list. Mm. Oh, such a good thing. Well, and I, I showed up today, too, with two books, and the first one is actually a sequel, um, and I don't generally recommend sequels first because you don't want to start a series, you know, in the middle. Right. But this one deserves to be talked about because not only is the first book incredible, but the second book, which just came out, I think, in December, um, is just garnering so much praise, and I can't tout it enough, and it's Girl Giant and the Jade War. The first book in the series, if you want to start at the top, is Girl Giant and the Monkey King. And it's set um, in uh, Vietnamese mythology. And what it is is that the main character, Tom, um, is blessed, or some could say cursed, with super strength. And she makes a deal with the Monkey King that if she helps him out with something, he will help her get rid of her super strength, which she feels cursed with. Um, But anybody that knows anything about trickster gods in mythology is that there's no such thing as a cut and dry deal and so she ends up helping him and things backfire and so girl giant and the jade war is about tom discovering more about the monkey king's motives and what she may have gotten herself into by making a deal with him so if you're fans of like rick riordan and high mythology and strong characters this is uh, suited for midi- middle grade so i would say like fourth grade and up mm-hmm. but absolutely fabulous storytelling the author van huang is really making treads in middle grade fiction um they're making a lot of award lists and this is another one that like if you're looking for a great book to read aloud in your classroom or if you're reading together with your kid at home or even if you're just looking for a way to kind of escape modern day, it's a great one to pick up. Very nice. I like all of the diverse mythology yes. books coming out. Right Everything's kind of like a heyday right now. Yes. All the stuff that we didn't get to learn about when we were in school because it seems like we got a lot of Greek and Roman. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see a lot more of the Asian, African, South American getting a little more variety mm-hmm. in there and oh they got some good stuff yeah i feel like we've seen that not only in the book space but also in like the like digital space of like movies and tv shows like it seems like so many japanese and like chinese influence on on netflix even now mm-hmm. like there's all this different influence that's really kind of taken off i just saw um i mean i don't know how many of us here have watched squid games that was yep. very gripping and like Huge. a like yeah, just kind of understanding their culture. Um, and then there, I just saw another trailer for something else, and it's like, wow, we're getting, like, I, I don't know, Netflix has gone crazy on, like, documentaries lately and then just, like, kind of cultures and, and trying to have that influence on us over here. So that's, I think it's pretty cool. I think Netflix learned that we were all captive audiences. Yeah. So now's the time to learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what a better time than through COVID when we're all, like, sitting at home yeah. and not sure what to do. So. I can't look at my own walls again. Somebody yeah. tell me something new. <laughs> Awesome. Um, Karen from Goodreads says, Girl uh, Girl Giant and the Jade War is a fun and fascinating look into Vietnamese mythology and a more than worthy sequel to Girl Giant and the Monkey King. In many ways, this is more of a continuation than a sequel. I enjoy learning about the mythology of other cultures, and this is a wonderful example of mythology adapted into a story from modern times. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has that um, kind of old school feel that mythology has, but it's not so far replaced from today's modern struggles that you feel like you're reading something unbelievable. Like you absolutely feel yourself in Tom's place because everybody's been on the end of a bad deal at some point or another. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. I can't recommend the whole series enough. Okay, so we go from that type of book to now. (laughs) We are all laughing about this prior to recording here. Laura's got um, another book for you, and we want her to read the inside cover for you. Yes, yes. The book I've got for you is called The Rise of Zombert by Carol LaRue. And as a child of the 90s, I grew up with Benicula. 
which, by the way, talk about a sleeper hit. If you haven't picked up Benicula, you have to go get it. Don't walk. Don't run. Like, get in your time travel machine now and go pick up Benicula. Um, it's about a vampire rabbit that only drinks the um, juice of vegetables. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was so, a big thing. It was big, man. I loved that book. Um, so this is the kind of what I think of as this generation's Benicula. And I have to read you the inside cover because uh, the author can't do better than this. <laughs> One afternoon, nine-year-old Melly Gore and her best friend Danny find a scraggly, smelly cat behind the Yumco Foods factory. He's the ugliest cat Melly has ever seen, but she rescues him anyway and names him Bert. There's something about this cat. It's almost like he needs her. But soon it's clear that Bert isn't like other cats. He's decapitating all of Melly's stuffed animals and eventually leaving headless corpses of real animals as gifts. Could Bert actually be a zombie? And what, if anything, does the powerful Yumco Foods Company have to do with Bert's strange behavior? <laughs> Sounds like a normal cat to me. Yeah. Exactly. I could Every totally, other cat, right? totally see my pet cats bringing me like decapitated stuffed animals. Um, thankfully, they don't have access to real creatures yet, so yeah. we haven't gone that far. But um, yeah, I'm totally taking Rise of Zombert home, and I cannot wait to read it and just chuckle myself silly. And then there is a sequel. Wow. So, yeah, I can't wait to see how this one goes because everything about it just tickles every funny bone in my body. And so if you've got a kiddo at home that likes to read goofy, silly, maybe a little bit creepy, it's perfect for them. And I would go so far as to say that this could probably be what I would consider an early chapter book. So um, second, third grade, it's not necessarily like a reader where it's going to teach them, you know, sentence structure and all that stuff. But if you've got a kiddo that has learned to read and just needs a quick page turner, you got to get Rise of Zomber. I can't even tell you how fabulous I think this book is. I'm super excited. Now, as much <laughs> as it might be for early childhood, you might also have a bunch of like 40, 50, and 60-year-olds who are checking this oh, out. Oh, yeah. I can tell you right so now, this 30-something librarian is taking it home right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might get read over my lunch break just because this seems like something that's so up my alley. Yeah. Like, I love things that are just koopy, creaky, like Adam's Family aesthetic where it's just so silly. Yeah. It's not scary because it's so outlandish, and I love it. So yeah, I I saw this one, read the cover, and then I immediately had to go and find anybody who would listen to me so that they could hear about it because it just looked absolutely incredible. Congratulations, you found people. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? You, you have an audience listening. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, guys, anything that they talked about today, um, all four or five books, uh, mm -hmm. make sure you head to our website, marionpubliclibrary.org. Um, you can head to our catalog, place a hold on that. Hopefully the queue is not super long for any of the books we talked about as it is for some of these TikTok books. Um, and if you haven't, download the Metro Library Network app. Um, it's available on iOS and Android. Mm -hmm. um, and I find it way more convenient than anything to use that app than oh, yeah. to go on the website and log in. And, and I don't know, it's just like such a convenience factor because you stay logged in on your phone. You can just renew a hold if there's no um, holds waiting on that book. So it's really good. By the way, subtle hint to any parents out there with multiple kiddos who have library cards, you can add everybody's card in on the same app. And it's super handy for being able to figure out like who's got holds on what, yes. when stuff's due back. Like if you need a parent win... Definitely get the Metro Library Network yep. and then just queue everybody's cards in it. It's so much easier keeping track of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's free. And uh, again, as you once you log in once, you can just stay logged in and it's just super simple. It's very intuitive and um, we, we really like that. Oh, yeah. So check it out. Um, I'm going to jump into some building updates here. So um, typically I have James send me an update um, and he wasn't in today. And I'm not sure if they've got a February-ish, January update from Bush Construction yet. So I kind of went off what our director said. Um, and as you know, um, last year I did a giveaway for a tablet and I was in the building like every single like week mm -hmm. for sure, maybe once or twice even. So I was seeing like all the updates as they were coming. And I told James this last week, but I'm done. Like I, a lot of staff still want to see like new pictures of the building and they're really excited about it. A lot of leadership people, but I told James to stop sending me pictures because I would, I want like some element of surprise going in the building. Yeah. Like I know what's going to be there. Yeah. We're ready for shock and awe. Right. Exactly. So, um, I don't know everything that's been done, but I'm taking our director bill. I'm taking his word for it here. Um, second floor flooring is completed. 
the second floor lighting is complete, which you can probably see if you're just driving by at night. They've got a lot of lights on. Yeah, it's starting to look a little lit up in there. Yep. Um, The exterior metal has arrived. Um, I know last time we talked about it, and I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, It's like the aluminum or steel, um, you know, people do steel roofs. That's basically what we have on the outside in black, I believe. Um, And that was like on a major delay. And that finally arrived, um, which they didn't really have a timeline of when it was, but it's here. So as we drove by today, I noticed there's still kind of the orange insulation out there. But I would assume within like the next two weeks, that stuff should be up in the exterior should be finished at that point that's gonna look so incredible no more burnt pumpkin right i know ready i know i i as a colorblind person i see it and i'm like oh the orange insulation and then i'm in a leadership meeting and then they're like the yellow insulation and i'm like guys don't do this to me okay (laughs) it's orange is it not you just you just said orange yeah it is i would go so far as to say that it looks like pumpkin puree okay very good we're gonna we're gonna say it's orange insulation but that should be covered up very very soon here which i am excited about so excellent um, the second floor furniture is nearly complete. And when I say furniture, I mean staff desks, I mean bookshelves, um, seating areas. Like the second floor is basically a library at this point without the books. One of our coworkers has already claimed a desk. Oh. <laughs> I'll let you guess which one, Laura. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it's our uh, lovely admin assistant, Kimberly. No, oh. Kimberly's is just she a standard. She has a desk. Yeah, no. she's standard. Like my it's desk on the is programming standard. team. It's got to be Miss Jackie. Oh, man. She, I'm not surprised. She probably went in there and put a sticker on it. Like, That's my. right, because the cubicles are up. So, mm-hmm. But see, I feel like you, Jackie chose her desk. Mm-hmm. Now, if she knows, she's potentially listening. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but the closer you are to me, the easier you're going to hear your voice if you're on a podcast, because <laughs> when I edit, you're going to be able to hear it. So yeah. if she chose a desk that's close to me. Now, we do have like a 10-foot island that's separating us from each other, but... This is under the assumption that I listen to you, Blaine. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. He'll get used to us. He hasn't had to deal with programming team as much because we've been in separate buildings. See, and they say that, like, you'll get used to us. Uh, You haven't had to deal with me yet either, really. (laughs) So it goes both ways, doesn't it? Challenge You're like, well, uh, we're a team. You're one, Um, so. (laughs) There's been talks of rubber ducks. Hmm. Okay, so I may have a slight fascination with rubber ducks, and I cannot guarantee they will not make an appearance at everybody's desk at okay. some point in the future. Okay. Well, I got a nice long desk of storage kind of at the side, so if one rubber duck is there, it'll work. One. I have this like <laughs> I have this vision for what my desk is going to look like with everything set up, keyboard, mouse, monitors, so maybe a rubber duck will have to enter its way somewhere. Laura has a vision, too, and it's covered in ducks. <laughs> it's ducks. What you need to do is like elf on the shelf, but with ducks year-round. Well, I found out that you can wholesale rubber ducks real oh cheap, and they come in gross. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> they're going to be in, like, a grand, our grand opening. They're going to be in, like, all these different rooms. Patrons are going to be like, what's with the rubber ducks? Is this like a... If anybody remembers being in the old library and there was a monthly scavenger hunt in the children's area, Miss Lara has the need. Okay. <laughs> there will be a rubber duck scavenger hunt at some point okay. in this world if I well, have any say in it. Look forward to it, guys. <laughs> So that furniture is a huge piece, um, and and Bill had mentioned the second floor painting is complete, which oh good, I would assume that that painting was done prior to carpet and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Again, I just haven't been in there in so long. Um, and then for the first floor, so really, kind of how they've been working is second floor down. Um, so the first floor still has a lot to happen, um, but flooring's going in. Um, the ceilings, which when we say ceilings, like there's always been a ceiling, but they're putting in the. Um, Oh, what do you call this? Drop stuff? ceiling. Drop ceiling. Yep. Um, the finished and, product. Yep. And then the casework or um, kind of shelving and um, desks and things like that. That that kind of stuff is starting to go in. So I know the last time I was there, all the casework was like there, but it was wrapped in pallets and yeah. you couldn't see anything. So uh, James has mentioned when they do start doing that kind of stuff, like they did on the second floor, it's like 12 guys just going at it with screwdrivers and assembling everything. So having um, known quite a few construction workers in my life, they basically have the hurry up and wait mentality. Like they have to wait for the supply chain. Yes. They have to wait for the money to come through. They have to wait for everything to start. And then once they get the go, just get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. One, I think with some of the things that were delayed and are now in, it's like, okay, stop and shift gears because this should have been done in like October of last year. <laughs> yeah. So now we're just like ramping up to get all of that done. So it is crazy to think like we're a month or so away from it's staff the going final in. final countdown. I know. I know. So Sorry, that's probably copyrighted. Don't, don't. <laughs> no, you sung it. We're great. <laughs> okay, good. We're great. Um, but yeah, really, really exciting stuff. Um, I know the question I get um, through 
direct messages or just through um, even newspaper type people or, or when I talk with different libraries is when do you guys get to go in? When do you get to go in? So uh, staff gets to go in very soon. We're hoping less than a month. Yeah. Um, I think there was a definitive timeline and that got shattered. Um, so we remain optimistic. Um, it started, it was started as January when we first broke ground. They're like, yeah, you'll be in in January of 2022. And then it went to February and now it's in March. And I'm like, just don't go to April. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just stick with March. And that would be great. So James keeps telling me, he's like, yeah, your desk is done. You're ready to go. I'm like, well, why am I sitting here then? What am I doing? <laughs> if, I, if my desk is ready and internet's there and everything's good, why, why am I sitting here? No, it's okay. Um, I'm patient. We're getting so. there soon. Yes, exactly. So everybody keeps asking too what's going to happen with um, Craig and Priscilla's building, our landlords yeah. at um, Uptown, where old Campbell Steel Gallery was. I'm not sure. Um, I know there's been people in who have kind of inspected the space to see if it's going to work for their business or organization, but I genuinely don't know. I just had that question from the chamber this week on what's going to happen because uh, that will be their new neighbors. So we'll see. Well, and the beautiful thing about Uptown is that there's very rarely vacancies for long periods of time. Right. Like if you want to talk about a hot commercial district, I mean, the people over at the Chamber of Commerce are are doing their thing. Yeah. They're getting they're they getting are. great stuff up there. So even if there is a queue of time where Craig and Pasilla are looking for the next tenants of their building, it's mm-hmm. it's not gonna be long and it will definitely be worth the wait. I think they need to open it back up as like an artist space and like for music and shows and have the bar in the back. It'd be cool to like revitalize that because I never yeah. got to see it like it was before we moved in. So oh, pretty cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So anyways, those are really the building updates that I have. Um, as we as we move in the the new building, we'll be moving the whole podcast in there, which will be nice um, to the transporting back and forth. It works to City Hall, but um, I'm ready to have our own little room where stuff can just be set up and we just jump in and kind of hit record. So um, super exciting. Yes. If you guys have any questions about building updates, we have our chat bot on our website um, or you can email us at info at marionpubliclibrary.org and we will try to answer all your questions. Yes. And if you do happen to go into the chat, it's usually run by us programmers. And I cannot guarantee you will not get hilarious interactions on that because we love it when people chat with us. Absolutely. <laughs> and stay tuned to our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sometimes LinkedIn um, for anything like grand opening. That's in discussion at the moment on kind of what is happening, uh, prizes that we'll be giving away, um, local businesses that we're working with for different types of prizes as well. So um, really exciting stuff in the works once we get a definitive date. You guys will sure know. Um, We're all excited for that. So lots of good things to come for the new building. Excellent. Okay, let's jump into some programming. um, And I will let any of you guys talk about it, but I want to highlight Sam first on some of the Valentine's Day goodies that you've been preparing for some patrons at Uptown. Um, So, yeah, there's going to be a take-and-make kit um, that has these really adorable little pom-pom monsters that are like these anti- or the- valentine's day and anti-valentine's day whatever your heart desires really there's one of each red and black pom-poms in there with a selection of googly eyes and these little heart shaped feet that you can put put them on your desk or something and just stick them and let them go they're very very cute (laughs) sam calls them love monsters i called them cooties because they very much reminded me of the little cooties game from when we were kids, where it's like, mm. oh my gosh, they're so adorable, but they're also hideous. Yes. It's just these adorable little pom-pom monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to have, uh, over this weekend and Monday, uh, for teens, and really, for the most part, anyone who wants to come in and really make one, is uh, Valentine's Day and anti-Valentine's Day uh, buttons. So, yeah, those ones are going to be really fun because I've experimented and actually learned how to make the buttons from our button makers. We've got two sizes, small and then pretty big buttons. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got a selection of uh, Valentine's Day paper and cutouts. And then we found some cute anti-Valentine's Day. Like snarky. Yeah, like zombie ate my heart. Yep. (laughs) Or I like my... Chocolate dark like my heart or something like that. Yeah. There's some great ones in there, and I I think they're hilarious. I'll be stopping in on Monday to make my own button. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, super excited. And I'll have a selection of buttons for staff to wear during that day. So (laughs) the day so that they can promo. Promo it a little bit. Love it. So that'll be fun. Awesome. 
Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to say there's, um, besides Valentine's Day, there's some um, Master Gardener events that are happening out at Lau Park. I think the 17th, there's one happening today as we're recording, but you guys won't hear this for a little bit. So that was on the 10th today. Um, and then the 17th and 24th, there's more events out at Lau Park. Yeah, and if you're ever interested in finding out what the Master Gardeners are doing, they have a great website for both Lynn County and through the Iowa State Extension. Yep. And they have programs all over the state, but we try to partner with them at least once a season. And so this is kind of our spring lineup. Yes. And they got some great ones for us this year. Very nice. Uh, Laura, you're the you're our doodlebugs programmer. Yes. What do you got about that coming up here on February 23rd? Oh my gosh, Miss Erin at Cedar Rapids Museum of Art. She's our our wonderful wonderful presenter for doodlebugs, and what she does is she does a age appropriate art program for kids three to six, where she reads a story that relates to an artist or a artwork mm -hmm. every month, and then the kids do a art project. Um, I can't remember what this month is. Uh, oh, last, gosh, I should know. Last month was uh, Jackson Pollock, and the kids made a Pollock-inspired artwork with finger paint and marbles. And it was absolutely wonderful, super messy, great fun, um, and they're super great. I know that she's got, um, I think Van Gogh is on for this spring, um, and uh, oh, I can't remember the rest of them. I either. know. I'm trying to pull that one up from. But uh, if you jump over to our website, our event calendar will tell you what each month's theme is and what art supplies to have. And it's almost always stuff that you would just kind of have around your house. She doesn't ever pull you into a, you're going to need this exactly specific thing that nobody ever has. And you're going to run out to a craft store and get it. It's always stuff that you just kind of have hanging around your house anyway. Yeah super fun miss aaron's fabulous i'll be in there too it's all over zoom so you don't even have to put on real clothes just wear your pajamas <laughs> yeah yeah when the kids are done stick them in the tub you're great is it renoir's hands oh is, renoir is renoir. Yeah. renoir that's renoir. how you say it yes gotcha. yeah that's what you got coming up here uh, so. french impressionist excellent yeah. yeah very nice so that's coming up on february 23rd um so and that's geared towards children mm -hmm. that's a yep. kiddos yep kiddos one so um there's also since it's black history month still here in february um sam you guys are doing something some trivia on discord yes i have a trivia form up on discord um and it is just uh some regular you know black history questions with some pop culture stuff thrown in there um, I had a couple staff members take it and they were like, yeah, this is pretty fun. So yeah, you have to compete to beat me cause I got all but two, right? Oh, so I'm, I'm officially throwing the gauntlet down to our teens. Like mm -hmm. see if you can beat my score. Good. And yeah. what do they do if they complete it? Uh, so yeah, uh, just participating in it. You don't even have to like get all the points that Laura <laughs> has gotten. You can go into a drawing to win some uh, gift card prizes that we've got sitting around. Oh, slick. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very nice. Love that. So that kind of does a cap on February, but we do have more events um, that some are required to register um, ahead of time. Um, there's a program that we've partnered with with Ely Public Library, the Spark Joy program, yep. which is all about tidiness and cleanliness of your home and, yep. and kind of um, just lifestyle. Um, that's on our event, right, where you can sign up. Um, and then there's also a women's panel that's coming mm -hmm. up in, in March, March yeah. for um, women leaders in Marion. Um, that's on our Facebook events as well. Is there anything else? I know I know there's kind of some of our regular events, but anything else you want to highlight for March or, um, or any upcoming program? Another one we have in February is that one with the African American Museum. That's oh, yeah, the Feel the Music or Feel yeah, the yeah. Beat. Feel the Beat. Yeah. yeah, it's about Harlem Jazz. So it should be really interesting. Oh, yeah. That one's going to yep. be great. Yep. And that one's a virtual event. That's also on our Eventbrite, but mm -hmm. you can find it through our website, events calendar, or Facebook events, um, yeah. and you can sign up there. I think when I last checked, there was like 20 people who had already signed up um, through us. So that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we're going to have another new selection of Dial-A-Story coming right. up in March. Mm -hmm. There's some great ones on there this next month. So definitely have that number filed away in your contacts list. Yeah. Um, the Children's has a... Uh, Take and make kit in construction right yes. now. Yes, <gasps> yes. You haven't heard from Miss Becca on, on the programming team because she is currently neck deep making the March take and makes, and they are awesome. Yeah, nice. you're gonna love them when they come out. They're gonna have all kinds mm -hmm. of goodies, especially if you've got kiddos staying home for spring break and things like that. It's definitely worth a pickup. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm planning a copper circuits on paper. You yes. It's for Teen Tech Week, so it'll be during the Friday that week, I believe. But I'm still 
getting through plans for it and testing it out to make sure I know how to do it. (laughs) I can guarantee she did make a working model and she didn't electrocute herself in the process. So if she can do it, anyone can do it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I'm going to make you do it. I wouldn't trust anything (laughs) that has to do with me and electricity. I'm just saying. We actually do have an internal event that's going to happen with our team, and that's on March 4th because that's Employee Appreciation Day, which is great. Uh, Definitely something you can't skip over. I think if we know anything, employee retention is incredibly important right now in our world. Um, So I know our um, I sit on our fund committee, and we've got some good things planned for Friday, March 4th. So we can look forward to that as staff. Should be a good time. Love it. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else to chat about program-wise? There's a whole lot going on I know, on there's in so much. Yeah. And I would heavily suggest looking at the events calendar because yeah. we are unreliable narrators <laughs> when it comes to remembering <laughs> what's going to happen in the next month. So, yeah, absolutely. Definitely check out the social media stuff just to make sure because we know it all until mm-hmm. we don't, and mm-hmm. then we feel bad. So we don't want to tell you the wrong thing. You guys know it all. <laughs> I definitely do not. Uh, for t- Teen Tech Week, too, I'll probably be putting out a online resource scavenger hunt. Mm. Oh, that's slick. So I'm hoping that'll get some participation. Oh, yeah. Very Love nice. that. Very nice. Okay, well, Sydney has not gone through it, so we have to do it. We do it every single time, but... <laughs> It is the renowned trivia game. Sydney had a little scare there, a little <laughs> jump. because well, you surprised her with the music. <laughs> I know, I know. It's to get your adrenaline up so that you're ready to pop in for these questions. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, <laughs> Sydney, since you haven't listened to a podcast, um, not that I just told 10,000 people that you haven't listened to our podcast, that's okay. But um, if you are to get an answer incorrect... This is what you're going to hear. Um, but if you're to get it right, like Laura and Sam did a lot last week, two weeks ago, you hear little sparkles, which is great. I, I think you guys went like six of or five of six. Something like that. Last time. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Totally, I totally rolled up to Uptown and like flexed on Sue. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you gave them all the easy ones. I'm like, no, I did not. Okay. So um, we'll let her think that. They did do five of six. So I tried to get some more challenging ones. There's geography in here. There's Valentine's Day stuff. I know Sam's already shaking her head like, this is not it. Um, I don't like geography. <laughs> are you guys all doing it? Are we all working together for this? Is this combined effort today? Oh, I think we should. Okay. Yeah. We're not competing against each other. No, Miss Jackie's not here, so we don't have to worry about taking her down. Shots at Miss Jackie. Oh, yeah. She's, if you want to talk about competition on the programming team, she'll take us all down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait for her to be on the podcast, I tell you. Yeah. We're going to start off easy. Or so it should be. Um, you know, I see some YouTube videos of, like, people who are, like, interviewing college students, and they ask these types of questions. And it's like, if you get, like, 9 or 10 right, you get, like, an iPhone or something. That's not how it works today. Um, I don't get an iPhone? Thank goodness I'm not an Apple You can have person. mine. <laughs> no, I have an iPhone. <laughs> um, so I think I'm starting off easy here, but it's it's crazy to think how many students, especially college students, oh, yeah. miss some of these questions. So the first one is, name the largest continent in the world. Oh, my gosh. We're all okay, looking at Okay, so other. it's down between two, I would say. The largest continent in the world. You can talk to each other. I was going to say Asia or Antarctica, but I don't know if Antarctica is a landmass or an ice shelf. Sydney? I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't judge you. Should we say Asia? I think it's Asia. Asia. That's right. This is this is like the are you smarter than a fifth grader question, and Which we would all that that game hurts. I know on a, on a deep level. <laughs> to be fair, they ask some like oddly specific questions, and it's like you know what? If I studied this, yes, but like I think if you ask the average fifth grader some of those questions, they'd be like, no, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Well, and I think we can all agree that fifth graders are way book smart. Yeah, compared to all of us, but you know, I can change light bulbs, and I'm not sure I would trust fifth graders <laughs> with that. Yeah, I'm true. not sure I trust you with that. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Uh, that's why we have James, right? He yeah. changes all the light bulbs James. all the time. Yeah. Okay, you are one for one. There are seven questions today. Right. What invention is associated with the Wright brothers? All right. Air- airplane. It's the airplane. Nice. You all, you're all saying it. Okay. Good. Very good. Two of two. Okay, this is kind of like a Valentine's Day one. I think you got this one. This is geography. Which city is known as the city of love. Paris. Very nice. France. Not Paris, Texas. (laughs) Yeah, not Paris, Texas. It's also known as the city of lights. 
Yes. So, City of Love, City of Lights, Paris, France. Woohoo! Okay. More geography. You're three of three. I think this one gets a little bit more tough, but we'll see how good you are. Mount Everest is a part of which mountainous range? Got this one, Sydney? I'm out. Ah. <laughs> Laura's like, I know it. it. I know it. Yay, go. It's the Himalayas. That's correct. In Nepal. Good job. I, I happen to like mountains. Yeah. It's that whole geology I love mountains. background. <laughs> you love mountains, but we live in Iowa. So. I know. It's so sad. Gosh dang it. There are their own interesting rocks in Iowa, right? No, there's no. not. No. See, <laughs> I feel like you know somebody's from Iowa when you're driving and it's like the clouds look like a ridgeline. You're like, wow, if those were just mountains. It's like, yeah, you're from Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're imagining clouds are mountains. Yeah, the so. most interesting part of the landscape are the clouds. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Iowa. Hey, fire. we're the crop of America. We feed America here. Yeah. So be yep. thankful, other You like bacon? States. Be glad Iowa exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, you are 4-4. Four, four. Alrighty. How many times has Sean White been to the Olympics? Oh, I think this is his third. I think this is. His and if you don't know who Sean White is, he's the best snowboarder. I only remember him from he's, the packs of gum. <laughs> he's retiring this year. So I think this is his, his third Winter Olympics. I don't watch sports. I mean, until yesterday, I didn't even know the Olympics were going on. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the library. We don't. To play say sports. that we're not <laughs> sports people would probably be a, a kind but of. But there are sports books out yep, there. There are. So mm-hmm. what are you, what's your final answer here? Oh, Sam's pointing at mine. She thinks it's three. Oh, no. I don't care. So <laughs> as as this is recorded, this is Thursday we're recording. He, is, he has his final run in the mm-hmm. Olympics tonight, but this is his fifth Olympics. Ah, okay. He was 2006 in Torino, Italy, 2010 in Vancouver, 2014, mm-hmm. maybe 2014. No, I don't know where 2014 was. Yeah. 2018 was Sochi. Mm-hmm. And then now they're in Beijing. Beijing. Yeah. So I knew that this was his last one, but he's been going for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's 35 years old. He started when he was 16 yeah. or 34, however old he is. Yeah. 34. It's crazy. It just so. makes me feel old. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to hear. Cause I think we had another woman who was like downhill snowboarding and she's been in like six Olympic games now. It's like, Oh my God. Well, you don't really know them until they get, they win something and then they're on a pack of gum or on a cereal <laughs> box. Yep. Yeah. So yes, it's his fifth Olympic Games. If he wins gold tonight, he will have won four. Olympic Honestly, goals. I'm okay with losing a trivia question about sports. That's okay. I, I feel like I had to throw a, it in there because Olympics a, is current. A rough so. flex, but I'm glad with that one. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about a sports movie, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're four of five. Um, the last two are catered towards Valentine's Day. So Sam, mm. as somebody who's been researching Valentine's Day, I'm not researching Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, actively. Just cooties. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is a more broad question, so I'll, I'll give you a range um, in millions, okay? If you're within five million, up or down, you're correct. How many roses are sent for Valentine's Day each year? Oh, good Lord. Too many. Think yeah, of, there's so many better flowers. I would think of... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard because it's like, I don't know if the statistic was pulled for America or the world. Right. I'm going to say based on America... Oof. Look at general population, how many people we have. That's a lot. Then <laughs> maybe counter into adults and how many would be sent. But then it's like one adult, 12 roses. I don't know. Yeah. So it's a lot. Ugh. Someone want to guess a million, a number in the millions? I say we all guess and we can see who's closest. Yeah, that's true. You can all yeah. guess. We'll, t- we'll stop being hive mind for this one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 17 million. Sydney? 25. Ten million. Oh, that's a good range. Fifty. Holy smokes! 50 that's million. a lot of roses. A couple roses. Yeah, that's a lot of roses. Woo. So I yeah, know, and I feel many. like I feel like as we well, it seems like a lot now. And I, there are women out there that love roses, um, and there are some that just can't stand like flowers in general. Um, so and it's hard to say. I know. like the smell of roses, but I don't particularly like roses so much. Yeah. I, I feel like there's no bad time to get flowers, but I right. think I'm kind of an anti-Valentine's person where I'm like, don't you dare spend $80 for a dozen roses in yeah. February. I want a dozen roses in like June. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many better roses than just those red roses. I know. Like I've been to a rose garden in Omaha that's called Lorenzen and they have this beautiful rose garden that is oh. just and smells wonderful and it's beautiful. As a crazy person, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the tie-dye roses. Like, oh. those just Ooh, I don't know if I've seen that. Those just embody chaos for me and I love them dearly. They're, I like the carnations that have all the different colors yeah. too. Like the different. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so now that you've started talking about different colors of roses, it's not on here, but it's a bonus question. Ooh. Do you know what the um, yellow rose stands for? Sympathy, I think. Close. I wondered if it was friendship. That's correct. Yeah. It is. It's friendship. So if you just don't have a significant other, but you want to gift roses to somebody, yellow yeah. is the rose you should you should go for. Not that you have to, but that's what it's meant for. Yep. And it's a it's not a bad one because it's generally not the peak rose. Right. So then they're generally not quite yeah. hard on your wallet pocketbook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's crazy. It seems like you can go in stores if you go to like, I mean, if you go to a flower shop, you're going to pay good money, but you can still go to Target, Walmart, just general like retail stores and find decent quality roses at oh, a, yeah. as a reasonable price. But the moment you go online and you want to like send them to your significant other's yes. work or something like that, you're easily above a hundred dollars oh, after yeah. shipping and notes and balloons and flowers. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Valentine's Day is a, a beautiful racket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, flowers are like, it doesn't just have to be Valentine's Day. Like random flowers are the best oh, yeah. flowers because oh, it's yeah. the ones you never expect. So yes. And always think outside the box. Yeah. If you're not a flower person, chocolates, stuffed mm -hmm. animals, balloon bouquets, like mm -hmm. they, they, it's all out there. Yep. Absolutely. There's actually like jerky bouquets now, <laughs> which I think are hilarious. Mm -hmm. And it's like they're they're like the Jack Links one or the Sasquatch one. I can't remember what the the mm -hmm. brand for it is. That's but what that's yeah. what I want for yeah. Valentine's it's Day. Just, I want little pieces of jerky that have been curled into like rose shapes, <laughs> and I'm just like that's. Hilarious. And then if you have someone who likes the healthier food, there's always like the edible arrangement yeah. things oh, with gosh, the fruit. Yeah. Oh. So good. Oh yeah. Well, and it's like yeah, if you're gonna already spend eighty to a hundred dollars on flowers you might as well get something you can eat while you're at it can you that... tell we're recording this podcast over the lunch hour yeah like everybody's super hungry now <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so okay so you are four of six five of seven would be a great oh, great yeah. way to go out what insanely popular website this is probably the hardest one what insanely popular website was founded on valentine's day in 2005 Do you have any built-in hints there? Because I don't know what kind of website well, we're 2005, looking for. 2005, I would... Um, Do you, I can give you one hint. Okay. Their logo is red. That's not a hint. I'm is leaning it? towards YouTube. Yeah, that would that was oh. where I was rolling, too. Yeah. Good job. So it was founded on Valentine's Day, and then it officially like debuted, and people were able to upload later on that year. So, because I no. think they did some like uh, beta testing in May of 2005, and then mm. it was like December-ish when that people. That makes me feel old again. <laughs> and there, there's now enough data on YouTube that no one could watch it in a lifetime. Like, that's insane. There's enough watchable material on YouTube that it's like several hundreds of years. Yeah. Of watching. That's so crazy. Yeah. I as I was looking this up, I um I had never watched the first YouTube video ever. Um, and it was like me at the zoo, I think is what it's called. Um, and the video has like two hundred and thirty million views, and that's the only video that channel's ever uploaded <laughs> and has not so has not been active whatsoever since. And the channel has like two point seven million subscribers, and it's like that's just like because luck when of the they draw. finally update it, everyone's gonna be like, <gasps> yeah, everybody's gonna get a notifi notification ding on their cell phone it's or like, whatever. It's like if Tom talked to you in real life on MySpace. Oh my gosh, yes, the mythical Tom. <laughs> we just gosh. totally dated ourselves. Yeah, Damn, that was harsh. I know. I I heard the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tom? <laughs> I was what? just having a conversation the other day about the Charlie bit my finger video. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah. those kids are probably in college now. Oh no, I don't want to see them. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Hard. I would never even think about that. Charlie like, bit my finger, like, uh, come to Candy Mountain. That, yeah. that one. Of, yeah. It blows my mind that the, the guy who voices Bob on Bob's Burgers is that guy. I know, I love it. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Some old videos. I know, there's definitely, like, it's weird to think, like, how old we were when some of that stuff came out and, like, how where it is now. It's yeah. scary. You're, like, YouTube's almost 20 years old. You're still a baby, too. Yeah, <laughs> you say that, 
and and physically I am, but like mentally I don't feel like it at all. I feel like I'm 50 years old. So oh, my knees tell me that every day. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm starting to sound like Uptown, and I creak every time I walk. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. Floors <laughs> at home creak, and my wife's like, "Was that you, or was that the floor?" I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Blame it on the dog. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, well, thank you for playing trivia. Um, five of seven is always a great score. That's better so, than than average. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not O of six. <laughs> Sue. C- C's get degrees. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so um, that's really all we have um, for chapter three. If there's anything else you guys want to talk about, by all means, the stage is yours. No, I think the biggest thing is we'll see you guys all soon and we'll actually get to see you. Yep. It'll be fabulous. Yep. It's coming really soon. Um, as we do these like bi-weekly, um, the, it seems like you just snap your finger. It felt like we were just recording the other day and it's mm-hmm. like, here we are with another one. So um, really excited to get this building open for you guys. Obviously our staff has been excited since our old building was destroyed because um, oh, yeah. we're, we're working out of these temporary spaces. Um, but Slowly but surely, we're getting there, and um, hopefully more of these delays for products continue yeah. to I feel like decrease. I've been teased since the moment I was interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing to note is that, like, yeah, as the updates are rolling in and we're hearing about delays and stuff like that, just know that when the librarians and the library staff start getting excited, that's when you start getting excited. Because yep. we've been waiting for so long that when we start getting giddy, you know that, like, it's soon yeah. So the next time you come into Uptown or you see us out and about doing programming and stuff like that, like if we're looking happy, life is good in yep. the library world. Life is good. Life is good. One thing I will say, um, we had an incident um, a few weeks ago where a patron walked in the new building. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I just want to highlight to anybody listening as a patron, uh, definitely don't go past the fencing. Um, that's that's like a, just a big no-no. That's a liability. Um, and it is still actively in construction. Yep, so yep. if you walk in there, like... Yep. You can't yeah, you can't enter good. the building without a hard hat <laughs> yeah. legally for us. Um, anytime our staff goes in, yep. um, they always have a hard hat on. So um, I just want to caution you guys with that. Obviously, you're excited. We're excited. Um, you can go up to the windows if you want on 6th Ave here and peek in. Do I advise you to do that? No, because I think you should wait for it to be a full surprise. But nothing can stop you from doing that. But please, please do not yeah. go in the building um, as that's just a liability. And um, and you might we don't, spook the construction guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tap the glass. They're real skittish. <laughs> yeah, and w- there's definitely no need for repercussions before you the new building's even been done. So um, just be good. Um, uh, I think it was just a genuine, honest mistake. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, and it's so easy to do right now because we're working out of so many different spots. Yeah. But just know if there's a giant fence around it, that's a no. Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. So, again, once we have a grand opening date, we will let you guys know. But um, other than that, thank you guys for listening to Chapter 3, Sam, Lara, and Sydney. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. And we'll see you all in Chapter 4. All right. Thanks, Blaine. See you guys. See ya.